One of the things that I admire about you and that I learn about from you so much is what really we've just been praying and saying together, the ease with which you seem to be able to just come straight into God's presence and take us there. And uh, I want to pray for you now that you will just really flow in that anointing that you have to right now just take us to that place where Father would want to have a conversation with us about us together, about him and us, and what that means for him. Amen. Thank you. I'm going to do a, a short talk this morning because really what I want is for you to do all the work. So um, we're going to have some time talking together. And, uh, and it's quite nice that there's not so many of us this morning because I think that makes it more intimate and, and more easy and more family. So um, just as I start, as I was sort of thinking praying this morning, I, I just felt that you know my heart is for us all to know God better, as Al has said. It's absolutely for us to know God better to know more and more, and this is interesting because I wrote this this morning before I got here and before we've been through what Holy Spirit has done with us this morning, I've written here to know more and more and draw ever deeper into the ways of Christ. And that's what the Holy Spirit's been saying to us all morning. So um, I'm talking from Philippians 3, uh, and our subject is modification or transformation. A couple of weeks ago, I'm sure a lot of you remember, Nigel Rivers did an excellent job taking us through the chapter and bringing out some key ideas and points and questions. So I'm not going to repeat any of that, and I would really encourage you to re-listen to that. I re-listened to it this week and got even more from it. Um, these talks that people give have got layer upon layer, so absolutely re-listen to that one, I would suggest. But I'm going to do a quick praise that um, in Philippians, Paul makes it very clear that following Jesus is the only thing that matters with no half measures. In verse 3, he says, we rely on what Jesus Christ has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort. So our confidence is in Jesus. In verse 7 and 8, it says, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing, surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, and I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. So it's about relying on what Jesus has done for us and not on our own efforts. It's about relying on grace and love, not on law, and not on religious rules. Well, that's tricky, tricky, isn't it? How good are we at that? Because I, for one, am very, very good at rolling along in my own strength for ages and ages. How about you? Our, our allegiance is in Jesus. We can't get rid of our privileges. I mean, if you've got a peerhood, you could give it up like some people do, but I don't think any of us do. It's difficult to get rid of our privileges, but we can choose not to take advantage of them. And what does that look like? In verses 12 to 15, it says this, Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. 
familiar verses and we are all pressing on, always, aren't we? Anyway, wait a moment. It's very easy in Philippians 3, I think, to skip over and slightly avoid what Paul says just before this because we skip into this bit. Yeah, it's great. We're running. We're pressing on. And just before it, Paul says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Oh, hang on a minute. That's a bit tricky, isn't it? It's a bit challenging. And what? Sharing sufferings? Can't we just have the power bit? I'm going to work my clicker now. Daniel Berrigan, who's an American Jesuit priest, or was, very interesting man, look him up. Um, He said, if you're going to follow Jesus, you better look good on wood. And then I found this splendid cartoon which sort of sums up, I think, Philippians 3. Yeah? It's hard, isn't it? The more you read what Paul's saying, I think the harder and harder and the more challenging it becomes. Is our confidence totally in Jesus? Are we entering his suffering too? Maybe, maybe. But yes and no. And I think there is always more. There's always more and there's always more to press into. So just briefly, I was thinking on this and I was thinking, well, why aren't we really always pressing on? Because I'm not, so I'm presuming you're not either. We like these verses and we, like, we aspire to them, but why aren't we always really pressing on? And I thought of three reasons. And here they are. Some of us have settled. I think we've settled for what we have and that our faith has become like a comfortable old sock. We've had experiences and revelations, but they're mostly in the past now. And we're we're okay with where we are. And you know what? The reason I stepped up to lead at this time, or Paul and I both did, but particularly for me, was I felt very spoken to and challenged by a particular chapter in Pete Gregg's book, Dirty Glory, which I think Dave Jones gave us all to read at one point. And I read it, and this particular chapter, he talked about the difference between settling and pioneering, um, and how he, in his heart, wanted to keep pioneering. And I thought, I want that too. I want to keep pioneering. I don't want to settle. And it's an amazing part he talks about. He's in the middle of the night, and he's on his knees in, in, in a graveyard somewhere. He's gone on a walk, and he's just saying, Lord, I want to carry on pioneering. And look where 24-7 are now. Um, I want to keep pioneering. But I, I, you know, faith can become a bit like an old sock at times. The third, uh, second suggestion I have as why we don't press on is some of us are moving shadows. So we've lost our way. We've lost our focus. We've drifted off. We do other things and then we pursue faith. And I think that, maybe you think, well, that sounds a bit harsh, Anthea. But I think, I think we've all been there or maybe we're all there on and off. It's subtle and our reasons are subtle. And as Nigel Rivers um, said, We're no good to Marlowe if we just look like Marlowe. And uh, the third reason is some of us are burdened and have consequently become really drained of life. Uh, And we desperately need, once again, just to reach out and touch the hem of Jesus' garment and receive life. And Jesus knows that. And he knows it's tough. 
I let Tio three six five this morning. It said about um, life. We never, Jesus never promised life would be easy, but he did promise that the yoke would be light, and I like that. So my heart absolutely is from this verse in, in verse 12, which is in the Passion Version, and it says that we all run with passion into God's abundance. That's what I want for us all, that we all run with passion into God's abundance. Whatever's happening, we run there. And I do know it's hard, but I also know that we inspire each other and that we do it together. And we're not ever standing alone. So that's really all I had to say this morning. But what I wanted us to do now was to take some time really quietly in the presence of God and just consider, I've got some questions up here, and just in your own space, consider them. And then I'd really like for us just to get into smaller groups and just think about them together. If you're up for that, if you're, if you're the sort of person who thinks, oh my goodness, she's making us go into small groups, then feel free to grab another coffee and just sit quietly on your own, but still engage with this. Don't, don't check the sports reports. Um, engage with it. <laughs> Guilty people are laughing. <laughs> so yeah, so here are my questions. And these are catching up from things that Nigel said and things that I've just said. So if any of the three reasons that we might not be pressing on resonate with you, do they? And what's your response? And what does not taking advantage of privileges look like? And do we regard knowing intimately Jesus as of more value than anything else? What prevents us from wholehearted discipleship and what can we do about that? And just remember, I don't think any answer has a black or white yes or no. Sometimes it's a yes and no, and that's fine. But what I really want us to do now is just to, just to think and just to have a real time of honesty with the Lord and with each other. Lord, there's much that we love about this earth that we live on. We love your creation, and we see you in your creation, and we thank you for it. But we just thank you for the greatest gift of all, which is your love for us. And as we walk here on earth and we relate to each other and we do our things, we do face challenges. We're not always feeling our best. We're not always giving of our best. But this we do know, you love us and you offer to walk with us. And the best place we can be is in our difficulties, in our joys, in our lives, to know that you hold our hand, you walk with us, because better for us to go with you than to go without. So just ask that you'll help us to become bolder, to become bolder in our walk with you and in our love for you, so that people will be able to see something of your love when they see us. Thank you that you'll walk with us again this week. Amen.